plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are glad that you are joining us again today. This program is brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. And I hope that we can catapult you from wishing upon a star to making your dreams come true and helping you land on those stars because you are the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. So today's show, um, we have a lot of interesting things we're going to be talking about, and that is um, in continuation of our series on preparing for a wildfire. In this particular episode, I'm going to discuss how you can prepare your home to help you reduce a fire and help you keep you safer from fire resistive construction um, to vegetation management and to emergency responder access. And then, of course, Father's Day is coming up this coming Sunday, and we're going to talk about dads, because fathers are critical to a child's well-being. And how are you going to honor your daddy? I mean, what memories do you have? So it is Father's Day and time to celebrate the wonderful fathers who light up our world. And if you have children, you can't help but think what they're going to be like as adults. And when they get to be uh, adults, how do you nurture that relationship so that you can have a healthy conversation and a, a healthy relationship with your adult children? You have to, of course, listen and praise your adult children because they become your friends. And they always still want approval and appreciation, just as we all do. So those are going to be the topics of our program for today. So sit back, grab your cup of tea, iced tea, glass of wine, whatever time of day it is for you coffee, whatever it is that you want, or me, I'm just having water today. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity. Uh, Be The Star You Are is um, is now going to be sending books. If you have a, a group or an organization or a shelter that you would like to get some books uh, to, you can send an email to info at bethestarur.org. And um, Be The Star You Are will evaluate it, and uh, we could potentially send you a box of books for for only the shipping costs of $25. And the books will be brand new, and there's usually 10 to 15 books, usually valued at a couple hundred to $300. So if you are part of a group, a church, a school, a charity, and you would like to help increase literacy, 
or you're in a disaster area in the United States only, we do want to help. You can visit the website, bethestarur.org, for more information. And this is from Fanny Bryce. Let the world know you as you are, not as you think you should be. And that sounds like just like be the star you are. And of course, I can't think of Fanny Bryce without thinking of Barbara Streisand playing Fanny Bryce. So that is the the interesting thing about um, about movies is sometimes we start thinking about the actor or actress that played the part of the person and we think of them more. I just last night was watching the documentary on Amy Tan and then trying to remember the film, I think it was 1993, from the Joy Luck Club. Very fascinating, especially in these days right now when so many Asian Americans have been um you know, tormented with what's happened with the coronavirus, et cetera. So if you have a chance, you may want to check out the documentary. It's on Netflix. It's called Amy Tan. And she is a prolific writer and has written just so many, um, so many terrific, terrific books, most of them all bestsellers. So let's get to our first topic for this segment. And that's how to prepare your home for wildfires because wildfire risk reduction steps that you can make to make your home safer during any fire is going to help you. Now, I've talked a lot about vegetation management in previous shows. And also, I have articles on my website at CynthiaBryan.com if you missed any of our radio shows. So you can find more information there on how to make your landscape more fire-resistant, um, fire-resilient. Not Everything will burn. Just remember that if it gets hot enough. But uh, let's just, we'll kind of do an overview. So home ignition zones, to increase your home's chance of surviving a wildfire, you want to choose fire-resistant building materials and limit the amount of flammable vegetation in three home ignition zones. The zones include the immediate zone, which is zero to five feet around the house. Uh, The second zone is the intermediate zone, 5 to 30, and the extended zone, 30 to 100. And the 0 to 5 in our area, and I would think it's a good practice anywhere, is to keep any plants lower, uh, only at 2 feet, have no trees at all within that 0 to 5 feet, and have the ground cover either be gravel or stone or brick or it could be a low-growing ground cover, or it could be um, uh, a well-kept and watered green grass. The intermediate zone is the 5 to 30, and there's a whole list of plants that you can plant on my website. And then the extended zone, 30 to 100 feet, um, we go further out. Some of the plants are obviously the same, but then there are others. So the landscaping and maintenance, if you want to reduce ember ignitions and fire spread, It's so important that you trim branches that overhang the home, porch, deck, prune branches of any large trees, six to 10 feet, depending on their height from the ground. So you would like them, you need to have a tall person be able to under, to walk under them, but try to go to 10 feet if you can. This is going to eliminate fire laddering where the fire 
kind of jumps um, it jumps from the ground to the next layer of leaves and then it goes up through the canopy of the tree. So that also means you need to remove the plants containing resins, oils, and waxes and then use crushed stone or gravel instead of flammable mulches. Um, and as I said, especially in immediate zones, zero to five feet. And if you keep your landscape in good condition, unless there's a really, really big fire, you're usually in pretty good shape. Now, construction is also critical. Fire-resistive construction, first of all, roofing and vents. A Class A fire-rated roofing product would be composite shingles, metal, concrete, clay tiles. These are the ones that are going to offer the best protection. And you really need to inspect your shingles or roof tiles and replace or repair those that are loose or missing to prevent any ember penetration. Also for winter months, you don't want rain or snow to be coming in because just little drops can cause um, can cause uh, mold and dry rot. And I know this from experience. So, and it can be thousands of dollars to fix. So be make sure to always inspect your roof tiles. Um, box in the eaves, but make sure to provide ventilation because you don't want condensation and mildew. And then roof and attic vents need to be screened, and that will prevent embers from entering. When it comes to decks and porches, don't store flammable materials underneath decks or porches. You want to remove dead vegetation and debris from under the decks and porches, and also you want to get... Um, anything any debris out from deck board joints especially if your deck or porch is wood now uh, if you're using a, a composite material like trex you're going to have a little bit more uh, fire protection siding and windows now embers can collect in small nooks and crannies and they can ignite combustible materials and then the radiant heat from the flames can crack windows so you want to use fire-resistant siding like brick, fiber, cement, plaster, stucco, um, hardy plank, and also use dual-plane tempered glass windows. Many years ago, we replaced our wood siding, which I loved, with a hardy plank, which is a cement that looks like wood, and painted it. And interesting, it looks exactly, we have a little small area that we didn't replace, um, and it looks exactly like that. And nobody would know the difference. So you might consider doing that if you have any kind of uh, repair coming up. And so important just to be prepared. You have to have emergency responder access. You want to ensure that your home and your neighborhood, for that matter, have legible and clearly marked street names and numbers. Driveways should be at least 12 feet wide, and they need to have a vertical clearance of 15 feet for emergency vehicle access. So that means if you have trees that are hanging over your driveway, you know, that you can hardly drive under or that hits the top of your, you know, your Volkswagen, you better uh, prune them up because you're going to need that if there is an emergency. Also, uh, just to make sure so many, I'm sure all of you have had this experience of you have hunting for an address and there's no number on the house or the street. So 
make sure to go and get numbers and put them on your house and put them uh, at uh, at your street, at the curbside or on your mailbox, wherever it is, so that if there is an emergency and you say, you know, number 12, Ewing Lane, that they will be able to find number 12 and it won't be hidden behind a bush or have no number at all. And then develop and discuss and practice an emergency action plan with every member of your family and even the little kids. And then you want to include details for how you're going to handle pets, large animals, and livestock. Now, I did talk about go bags, uh, having an emergency go bag. I'm a huge proponent of that. Again, that information is at my uh, website. I look under the blog or under uh, garden articles called emergency go bag. And it's what you need to put in a go bag that'll just protect you for a couple of days. And it's for each individual person. So it's enough water and some snacks and protective um, gear, etc. But I keep a small go bag in my car at all times. And then I have a larger go bag with more essentials uh, in my closet that is right next to the door where I would exit in case of an emergency. It does take up closet space. But um, having had to, to evacuate in the middle of the night, during a blackout was no fun, but knowing that I was pre-prepared and had everything ready to go, it did ease my mind and I, we had everything that we needed to uh, survive. So that was good. Make sure to know two ways out of your neighborhood and always uh, create a pre-designated meeting place. Now, if you are in, a, in um, uh, either a rural area or a street where there's only one way out, Try to figure out how to get out that one way and then where you're going to go from there. Now, evacuate if you feel it's unsafe to stay. Don't wait to receive an emergency notification if you feel threatened by a fire. If you see that fire getting close or the smoke is getting so heavy or the sky is really black, just get the heck out of Dodge. It's better to be safe than sorry. And it's also difficult for firefighters to try to evacuate or to know whether you're evacuated. The other thing I suggest doing if you do evacuate, have a pre-made sign. You can make it on your computer or by hand that you put next to your go bag with a roll of that blue tape and tape it to your door that just says uh, safely evacuated so that firefighters or rescuers do not spend time trying to see if you're asleep or in the home. Um, You want to make sure that your insurance policy is up to date and you want to make sure that it's adjusted for building costs, codes, and new renovations. And uh, create or update a home inventory and that will help you if anything happens to settle claims faster. One good thing that you could do is to go around your house with your camera or I guess it's your phone and take a video and talk while you are taking the video, store it in the cloud and store it where you need it because that is going to be very, very helpful in the case, in case of a loss. Now, um, there's also plants that you should not plant and it is very important not to plant vegetation that is uh, highly susceptible to wildfire. So again, Um, In regards to landscaping and firescaping, please see my 
uh, my website, CynthiaBryan.com. Now, um, red flag weather. I want to just tell you what to do, and then we'll go to break. So a red flag means that it is fire weather. And firefighters raise red flags at fire stations just to warn residents of extreme fire weather um, as, as warnings are issued by the National Weather Service. And the red flags are part of an effort to make homes and communities safer from wildland fire. Now, you may not have um, a fire red flags in every district where you are, but you should find out if you do in your district or find out what kind of flag will be raised, even if it is for, um, for you know, a hurricane warning or tornado or whatever it is. But I'm talking specifically about fires now. So lack of rain, dry vegetation, low humidity, and strong winds make fire seasons especially severe. And uh, several days a year, especially during the fall, all of these factors combined, and it makes it so much easier for fires to start, and it's very difficult to put them out. So when weather conditions reach critical levels, we have to take extra care. And on these days, we call them red flag days, and fire chiefs all over urge um, private citizens to follow these guidelines. So be alert and report any small fires immediately by calling 911 and be prepared to provide information on a fire's exact location. And then getting back to that plan, make sure you have a plan for gathering your family members, your pets, and your valuables in case there is an approaching wildfire and it requires an evacuation. Now, when it comes to working outside, mow your lawns before not before 10 a.m. Um, because that's when the grass has the most moisture. And then after you place the tools and vehicles with any hot catalytic converters like mowers or weed eaters or chainsaws or motorcycles, only on a paved or dirt area. Don't put them on grass because that they can easily become um, cause a flame and then cause a fire. Make sure to use extra caution on barbecues, even if it's charcoal or gas. And be sure to use your barbecue in a clear area away from dry grass or brush or anything that could catch on fire. And don't dispose of your coals until they are cold. If you go to a park or a trail, Make sure to obey any signs, closure signs, or any restrictions. Like sometimes it'll say no campfires or no barbecues or no smoking. Make sure to obey these. And if you have any concerns, just contact your local fire agency. A few things not to do is do not discard cigarettes or anything smoking on roadsides or dry grass. But just dispose of them properly in a non-combustible container. Do not shoot off fireworks. All fireworks are a potential hazard, including the ones that are called safe and sane, like sparklers. And I love sparklers. I used to do my Tahitian dance with sparklers. But in some communities, all fireworks are illegal. So know, know where what the rules are and then also just be extra cautious. And don't park cars on weeds or dry grass. If you're going to an outdoor concert or something, weeds and grass are highly combustible. So use caution wherever you park. And use lawn mowers on dry weeds. No, that's a no-no. Lawn mowers are for lawns. So don't use them on dry weeds. 
um, unless you are just using a rotary lawnmower that does not have a motor. And before fire season, well, now in California, fire season is year-round. But again, don't forget to remove those tree limbs. Um, keep them away at least 10, but preferably 30 feet from chimneys or stovepipes. Remove pine needles and leaves from roofs, eaves, and rain gutters. Clear the flammable vegetation to a minimum of 100 feet or to your property line and make a pathway to, to allow firefighters easy access to your house. And of course, more than anything, always be alert and stay safe. Well, I hope those are some tips that will keep you safe. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will come right back, and we are broadcasting live on the Voice America Network. Don't go away. I've got a lot more. Be the star you are. You have a plan for your life. Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our... Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, now the party can start because I want to talk about Father's Day. Did you know that Mother's Day was actually the inspiration for Father's Day? We celebrate um, Mother's Day because it has its origin in the peace and reconciliation campaigns of post-Civil War area, era. And during the 1860s, at the urging of activist Anne Reeves Jarvis, one divided West Virginia town celebrated Mother's Work Days, and that brought together the mothers of Confederate and Union soldiers. 
But um, Mother's Day didn't become a commercial holiday until 1908 when Jarvis's daughter, Anna Jarvis, wanted to honor her own mother by making Mother's Day a national holiday. And the, uh, a store in Philadelphia sponsored a service dedicated to mothers. And then thanks in part to that, there was so much potential for profit in the holiday, Mother's Day caught on. And by 1909, 45 states observed the day. And in 1914, President Woodrow Wilson approved a resolution that made the second Sunday in May a holiday in honor of, quote, that tender, gentle army, the mothers of America, end quote. <laughs> so I loved that uh, little piece of history, uh, which I really didn't know about. But that campaign actually is what initiated Father's Day. So the campaign to celebrate the nation's fathers, it didn't meet with the same enthusiasm, perhaps because as uh, one of the florists explained, fathers don't have the same sentimental appeal that mothers have. But um, literally on July 5th, 1908, a West Virginia church sponsored the nation's first event that was just to honor dads. And it was a Sunday sermon and about the 362 men who had died in the previous December's explosion at the Fairmont Coal Company's mines. And it was a, just a one-time commemoration. It wasn't going to be an annual holiday. But the next year in uh, Spokane, Washington, a woman named uh, Samora Smart Dodd, and you probably have heard of her, she was one of six children raised by a widower. And she tried to establish an official equivalent to Mother's Day for male parents. And she went to churches and the YMCA and shopkeepers and government officials. She was trying to drum up support for her idea. And guess what? She was successful. So Washington State celebrated the nation's very first statewide Father's Day on June 19, 1910. So Mother's Day and Father's Day um, were actually initiated just a year apart. And then, of course, the holiday spread. So it came to 1916 when President Wilson honored the day by using telegraph signals to unfurl a flag in Spokane, and he pressed a button in Washington, D.C., and in 1924, President Calvin Coolidge urged state governments to observe Father's Day. So today, the day honoring fathers is celebrated in the United States on the third Sunday of June. So Father's Day this year is going to be this coming Sunday. Now, in other countries like Europe and Latin America, fathers are actually honored on St. Joseph's Day, which is a traditional Catholic holiday, and that falls on March 19th. So some men uh, continue, though, to dislike the holiday. I mean, a, a historian wrote that they scoffed at the holiday's sentimental attempts to domesticate manliness with flowers and gift-giving. <laughs> <laughs> I think men like gifts. I don't know why, but I, I understand that commercial gimmick to sell more products it often gets paid for by the dad himself. So it may, and it's maybe just getting more socks and more neckties. So maybe it's not so fun. But uh, during the 1920s and 30s, there actually was a movement to scrap both Mother's Day and Father's Day altogether in favor of a single holiday called Parents' Day. But um, that didn't really, really catch on. So as we know, um, we do have a Mother's Day 
and a Father's Day. So, and that is, that's important to know. So some fun facts on fathers is um, how many fathers are in the United States. Right now, there are 72 million dads estimated. It's an estimated number. I'm sure there's some that are not counted um, in the United States. Now, 29 million of those dads are also grandfathers. And 2 million is the number of single dads living with kids under the age of 18. And 18% of single parents in the United States are fathers. 18% of single parents in the United States. And the estimated number of stay-at-home dads, the dads that are doing all the primary care and probably doing all these Zoom classes now for the kids, is estimated at 191,000. And I think what's interesting uh, today, which is so wonderful, is that both men and women are taking more of an equal share of child rearing and and home um, activities and home exercises and all the duties that are required to running a household. I know that when I was a little girl, we I only had one friend whose dad was a stay-at-home dad. They had five kids, and he stayed home with the kids and drove them to all their practices and all of that. And the mom was a full-time nurse. So that's how they dealt with it. But um, he was the only one, you know, whenever you would have any conferences or anything, it'd be filled with mothers and then there'd this, be this one dad. And I know today when you go into any kind of conference, it, there is an equal, if not more dads that are there with their kids or for meetings or whatever. And I think that's wonderful because it really does. It is a special, special, special thing. Now, I've talked about my dad quite a bit in the past, but he really was my hero and he was my champion. And I had the great fortune to be born into a family where both of my parents were deeply in love with one another. They respected one another and they just were terrific parents. They really loved the five children. Now we were farmers and we were working the land from daybreak to to dark most nights and that was so that we could uh, grow food to feed others and at the time as far as monetary means we didn't have anything but we were always surrounded with love and encouragement and we always had lots of homegrown fruits vegetables and we also raised our our own uh, cattle so when my dad came in from a day in the fields we kids would fight over who got to dust him off with a broom. And he was just such a humble, self-educated man. And he knew how to fix anything. He knew how to calm you down. Um, he, he just, we always felt so safe when we were with him. We just knew that nothing bad would happen to us if we were with our daddy. He would saddle our horses, tighten our ski bind, bindings, he built our chicken coops, our sheep pens, our horse barns. Um, he would take us on the control burns to mitigate fire danger. He was teaching us all the time about fire and what we needed to do to maintain our farm, our ranch, and the valley and the hills around us. All the neighbors had to work together. 
my mom was his girlfriend and he treated her like a queen. I mean, he would, he would literally call, call from, he would, we lived out on a farm. So we were in the boondocks, but sometimes he would call home. And if one of us answered, he'd say, Oh, I need to talk to my girlfriend. Will you put her on the line, please? (laughs) And it always made us uh, chuckle. Um, he, he, the girls, we, the three girls in the family, we kind of loved the hair right off his head until he was completely bald. And he we used to shine his head for us with um, a cloth so that when we were scared or, you know, we let's just say, you know, we had a speaking contest or a cheerleading thing or a sports event or something where we had to perform. And, you know, you're always a little nervous. And he would say, don't worry, I'll be in the audience and I'll shine my head. So you just look out there and you will know that you are loved. And I, I always love that. He made everybody feel that way. He made everyone he met feel like the most important person in the world. And when he died young, over 1,500 people came to his funeral to honor this simple farmer who had treated every individual with dignity and love. And what was so I think what was so nourishing to me, too, is migrant workers who had worked for him in the past um, literally hitchhiked or got were able. They found out that the jefe had died and they hitchhiked from Mexico back up to our Napa County ranch to pay homage to my dad. They said he was the most caring, fair a jefe that they had, and that means a chief boss leader that they'd ever had. And it was really something to see all these people who had worked for him in years past make this trek just to to wish him a farewell, you know, and Godspeeds. And my hands are really rough and calloused from all the years of driving tractors and cutting fruit, not just on our farm, but for all these different neighbor farms. I did that all through high school, picked fruit, cut fruit. When I say cut fruit, it was for drying fruit. So what you would do is you'd have to pick peaches, apricots, pears, and then you would go to what was called the dry yard and they would bring you these lugs, usually 50 pounds of fruit. You had a special knife. You'd have to cut them in half, take the pits out, lay them on trays, and then they would dry in the sun. And that's how you, as individuals who like dried fruit, would get your dried fruit. And um, it was really, really hard work standing all day in the hot, hot sun (laughs) and and, um, with all these juices running all over your arms and it was itchy and all of that. But uh, I wouldn't have had it truly any other way. I mean, I raised animals, I dug in the dirt and by growing up on a farm under the tutelage of my mom and dad, I learned the importance of family, of hard labor, of a work ethic, the importance of a work ethic, responsibility, caring, integrity, and most importantly, how it is in just critical to show up and be present. So my dad inspired me to live my dreams and to help others reach theirs. And he is the reason that I founded Be The Star You Are charity 22 years ago, because on his deathbed, he told me, 
that he was dying a happy man because he had um, married the woman he loved. He'd had his five great kids and he'd worked in a profession that was his passion. He was a farmer and he fed people. And he said, I have lived my dreams. And so he really inspired me to do something different and not just to be a, um, an actor. And I don't mean just because being an actor is hard work, but I definitely wanted to make a difference in the world and help others reach their potential. So that was all because of him. So this week we are honoring fathers. I mean, those wonderful men who give us so much of their talent their time and their treasures to help their children become the stars that they were born to be. So I hope that you will reach out to the dads who make a difference every day in big and small ways and show your appreciation. And if you would like to pay homage by making a donation in the name of your special father through Be The Star You Are, in recognition, donations can be made by check to be the star you are, P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Um, and what we'll do is we will send you a card that will honor your wonderful man and we'll also send you your tax receipt. And of course, if you prefer to use PayPal or Give Butter, just go to the website, be the star you are.org, and then in, uh, let us know, shoot us an email with a copy of your receipt and we'll get you a card to honor your dad. So I'm going to be forever grateful to my amazing daddy for being outstanding in his field. I mean, he was the best of mankind and a role model for what a good person, not just a good man, but what a good person can be. So thank you, daddy, for shining your light on me and so many others. And I just want to wish everyone out there who is a father, Happy Father's Day to you and keep being the magnificent men that you are because you make this world a better place. We all love and bless our daddies. So happy, happy Father's Day. When we come back from break, we'll talk about how to maintain or create a great relationship with your adult children. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and I'm Cynthia Bryan, so don't go away. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. It'd be great to get more out of every day. You have 1,440 minutes between right now and this time tomorrow. Only 1,440 minutes. And 1% of that time is about 15 minutes. So what you ask is so important about 15 minutes. Well, the answer is it is a block of time that's small enough to make room for large or small Uh, items to get something significantly done. An important strategy to get more done every day is simply to always be ready. When you're ready, you have what you need when you need it. This means you can use found time productively to move your business forward. Now, what's found time? 
Well, a meeting that starts late and leaves you waiting in a conference room. Those precious minutes before a lunch meeting or a scheduled phone call. The list is endless. Look for them and you'll find more than you think. Being productive is about as much more than just being busy all day long. Working longer hours won't make up for a flawed approach to productivity and performance. In order to truly be your best and improve your performance, you need to clarify your habits, build mindset-based strategies, and be proactive. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryant with another business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Okay, well, we are back, and in between that little short break, I was having a having emails from the next guest on um, on our show that I had to deal with. So we all want to have good relationships with uh, with our children. And of course, that does start in childhood. Because if you start raising your child and treating them with respect and you listen to them and you care about them um, and you praise them appropriately, not inappropriately, you know, you discipline correctly, et cetera, and you just shower them with love and be a great role model, usually they're going to grow up to be um, wonderful adults. And hopefully the role modeling that you have set for them as children will be something that will bond you together as adults and you'll really become friends. But It's often not that easy to watch our kids grow up and then need us less and less and less. And of course, parenting is full of times when we have to let go and help our kids become as independent as possible. I mean, we cannot be helicopter parents. And whether it's your child's first day of preschool or kindergarten or their first experience driving on their own. Parents are constantly adapting and learning to accept 
child's progression in life. Now, some people welcome the fact that their children become more self-sufficient, but there are a lot of people that uh, feel that they're missing out and they don't want to they don't want to let go of their kids. They want to keep them as babies or keep them as kids. And each parent differs as to which stage of childhood they enjoyed the most. But almost all can agree that they miss many aspects of their children's earlier years because as they witness their passage into adulthood, especially when they're teenagers and they start acting out, you know, parents start reminiscing about um, about the the toddler years. Now, I just have to say as a personal note on this topic, I always have found myself from the time that both of my kids were born to be saying, oh my gosh, this is the cutest stage. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite. So I can't really tell you what was ever the favorite because every stage of their life was my favorite. (laughs) And I just, I really just learned to roll with the punches and really enjoy it. Uh, and even even those couple of years when they did get to the you know to the tweens and teen years where they're a little bit rebellious, both of them were great kids and they didn't do anything that was really that was bad or they didn't get into trouble or any of that. Um, you know, sometimes just pushing the limit. But I really loved the teen years, and I this is why I still work with teens because I just think teens are so. Amazing. And speaking of teens, make sure you listen to uh, our um, our teen show, Express Yourself, that airs on Sundays at 3 p.m. right here on Voice America. But I find teenagers to be curious and um, w- well-rounded and really up to date on what's happening. And they keep you young. They keep you on your toes because they kind of don't pull any punches. They tell you the way it is. So I'm I'm a I'm a big proponent of teens. But anyway, getting back to parenting and trying to create a good relationship with your child. We don't have the same influence and control and often we're no longer the most significant people in their adult lives. I mean, they probably have girlfriends, boyfriends, you know, partners, they might get married, and we go from being the center of the universe when they are really little to gradually feeling more sidelined and less essential. And this development, we know that it's healthy. We know that it's necessary for a child's well-being. But if we have always derived our comfort and satisfaction in being needed by our kids, we are going to feel somewhat displaced as they evolve into independent adults. So we don't want to do that. As in most relationships, you got to find the middle ground instead of being extreme in one way or another. I mean, it goes in all relationships, right? I mean, we cannot be codependent. You cannot be um, put all your eggs in one basket, as I say, being the chicken lady. One person just can't be your be-all and end-all. Otherwise, you're going to get your heart broken. So um, if... You know, once that you have um, have your children are growing up, you just need to communicate directly with each other. 
and talk about your needs and expectations. You don't want to put your stresses and your problems on your kids now just because they are adults. And you don't want to be dependent on your kids because that can adversely affect your relationship. So you need to find other ways that you can find support uh, to keep your life going. And if you're having a problem as, you know, as the parent, you need to rebuild your life. So it's a good idea to assess your relationship with your adult children periodically just to determine if everybody's comfortable with the amount of contact and communication you have with each other. Like if you used to talk three times a day and now, you know, they have, um, they've either moved away or they're in a busy job or they've got a partner or, uh, or they're married and you talk once a week, don't get upset with them. Just let them be but have a conversation and ask them what is going to be their preference. It's really important to know how they feel, and then you can make necessary adjustments. You can assure them that you don't take it personally, and let's hope that you don't. But since most parents' ultimate goal is to have a close and positive relationship with their adult children, you would be paving the way by initiating that uh, conversation. Now, here are a few things that you can do to maintain a healthy relationship and keep that connection with your kids. When you talk to them, when you contact them, whether it's by phone or text or email or whatever, ask about them first. Ask how they are. Don't just start on whatever your issues are. Show lots of affection. You wouldn't think of saying hello or goodbye to a grandchild without giving him a hug. And you don't want to miss a chance to tell your kids that you love them. So it's really a good habit to get into, to, you know, whenever you end a phone conversation or a text or an email, to say, I love you, love you, however you want to say it. I know it's something that we do in our family. And if it's not there, I know that a couple of times my daughter is, if I just send a quick text and I don't say love you, she'll write back and she goes, I love you, mom, love me back. (laughs) And it's like, oh, sorry, I do love you. So listen, now when we're distracted, it's easy to miss what our kids are saying to us. So listen with both ears and set aside some adult time only. It can really be a revelation to spend time with your adult children. Watch your words. If an adult child asks for advice or opens up a topic for discussion, it's okay to share your opinion if they've asked for it, but always be tactful. Now, one thing really critical We always think that, you know, every parent, I used to tell all my acting parents that when they would tell me how great their kids were, I would say, yes, you do have the greatest child in the world. And so does every other parent. But so we all think our kids are great. But listen, they're going to fall in love. They're going to have a spouse or a partner. And it's almost a universal experience. And sometimes you're going to have doubts about those people that your children have chosen. But learn to accept them. If they really are bad for your children, You'll have to find a way to discuss it, but you cannot condemn them. You have to embrace them and accept them. Learn to apologize and forgive. It is so natural to have conflicts with your kids, and they can arise for any number of reasons. But learn to apologize and also forgive them. 
And then honor that parent-child connection. Every day offers you a new opportunity to show your adult child love and care and respect. Remember to praise them. Sometimes we get guilty of praising, you know, grandchildren or friends or whatever, but we don't praise we don't praise our own kids enough. And remember, even as adults, our children, they're still our children, no matter how old they are, and they always crave approval. Why? Because we all do. Every human person wants to be appreciated, approved, and feel that they're making a contribution. So let them know that they do. So thank you for being great listeners, allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. I hope that you're always tuned in to Voice America and the Empowerment Channel and that you also tune in to Express Yourself on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific. I really love being a personal growth success coach for you and bringing you um, the different topics of interest as well as advice from some experts and hope that you will have success in whatever it is that you are attempting to achieve. So conceive, believe, and achieve. You can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions, or myself, Cynthia Bryan, visit CynthiaBryan.com. And you might want to pick up copies of my book as Father's Day gift. You can find those at CynthiaBryan.com. Click on the Star Style store. We're offering several um, uh, specials right now, as well as lots of goodies that go with them that you won't get on Amazon or at a bookstore. So, um, And they'll be autographed. You'll get first editions, so you won't get the later editions. For information about Be The Star You Are charity, visit bethestarur.org and consider making a donation or make a donation in honor of your wonderful dad and we'll send out a card for that. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And if possible, read a book this week, and I hope you'll pick up one of mine. So until we celebrate next week, Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Honor your dad and have a really wonderful, happy, healthy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day and blessings to all the great dads out there. We do love you. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. 
For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.